0: It took a minute for the importance of that to sink in. The entire concept of reincarnation wasn't expressed in the abstract, Souls Return to Flesh, as in English. Instead, it was spoken of in terms of people who remembered and talked about living in the past. And not the indefinable past, either, but the previous generation, one generation back— How different from the Western hypnotic regression idea of people remembering lives at Waterloo or in ancient Babylon. Brian Weiss himself maintained that he remembered being a Babylonian holy man atop a ziggurat. If you wanted to be able to claim to remember an earlier life, but make sure it would be difficult, if not impossible, to check your memories against reality— Remembering a life a century, or centuries earlier, was definitely the way to go. And that's what was so stunning about these Lebanese cases. They were all so checkable. The expectation was that the claimed memories could and would be tested against the living memories of relatives and friends of the deceased— The fact that the words carried this meaning led to the inescapable conclusion that the phenomenon of children claiming to remember recent previous lives had been common for generations. Of course, to many Lebanese, the idea was still news, as novel to them as it would be to most Americans. A July 1977 article in a Beirut English-language weekly called Monday Morning, gave me a feel for how the wider secular society viewed these cases. The story was headlined, The Reincarnation of Hanan Mansour, and beneath the headline was this blurb. Five-year-old Susie Ganem insists that she is the mother of three adult children, and her children are convinced she is. An intimate look at the strangest set of family relationships in Lebanon today— Although there are no exclamation points, screamers, we call them in the trade, you can feel their phantom presence. The story itself doesn't have quite the tabloid feel of the headline, but it certainly deals with the story with the same level of amazement you'd expect in the American media. Suzanne Ghanem is now five years old. She insists that she is not Suzanne Ghanem, she tells her parents that she is Hanan Mansur, that she died after surgery in the United States, and that she wants her children and husband back. The Ghanams and the Mansours had never heard of each other before. Suzanne, Hanan, however, sought out her children and contacted them, and her children, all adults, are now convinced that their mother is a five-year-old girl who lives in Shouafat, a southern suburb of Beirut, Though Stevenson had been working in Lebanon for a dozen years by the time the Suzanne Ghanem article appeared, neither he nor any of the cases he had published were mentioned in the article. The ignorance, however, was not mutual. Stevenson, who gets many tips from accounts in the local media, saw the article and visited Suzanne in March 1978, within eight months of the story in Monday morning, That was twenty years ago. Now the little girl was a twenty-five-year-old woman. "'I think Suzanne might have the record for remembering proper names,' Stevenson said as he handed me the file from his briefcase over the front seat. From bond paper, yellowed with age, I read the typewritten background material. Hanan Mansour was born in the Shouf Mountains in the mid-1930s, When she was twenty, she married Farouk Mansour, a distant relative. A year later, her first child, Layla, was born, followed in two years by a daughter, Gelera. By then, Hanan had been diagnosed with a heart condition and was advised not to have another pregnancy. But she failed to follow the advice, and in 1962 had another child, a son. In 1963, Hanan's brother, Nabi, who had become a prominent figure in Lebanon, died in a plane crash...